Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com, we've done your homework. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Tuesday, July 6th, and it's all you all week long. Today, we are talking to Susan from Chicago. And before we get to Susan, we just want to remind you, you can send us a message even when we're on vacation. I promise we'll get it. And if you want to come on the air, just let us know. Mark does all the hard work. So let's talk to Susan from Chicago about her target date fund question. Well, thanks for taking my call, Jill. I really appreciate it, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. Oh, thanks so much. So I had a question around uh, target date funds. So I've been looking at my my 401k plan, and just to keep it simple, I was thinking of doing a target date, Mm -hmm. um, so it'll automatically adjust over time. But I wasn't sure what date to target, because I don't really know when I'm going to retire. So wanted to get your thoughts and advice on how to handle that. Okay, great. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am 36. Mm-hmm. Um, I am single, uh, no kids, at least not any human ones that I have to pay for college for. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I make around 120 k a year. Have you already started contributing to your retirement account? Yes, I have about 100000 in my 401k right now. And is your plan currently that you would take that hundred grand and pop it all into a target date fund? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I have some of it in a target date fund now, and then I have some of it in a few other funds, uh, just because when I started the plan, I didn't have the target date funds available. Mm-hmm. So I have like a stock index and a bond fund, and the plan has some tools to help you determine what to pick based on your age and mm-hmm. risk level and all that. So I used those tools a while back. I was just reassessing it and trying to figure out what I should do going forward. Okay, very interesting. What is the fund company that is the stock index fund what that you own right now? 
It's a Vanguard. Okay. Is the whole plan held at Vanguard or is it just Vanguard funds inside of something else? It's managed by Fidelity and Vanguard is, um, there's a number of options with Vanguard, but there are some other options there as well. Do you have in your menu of options something like that would be called either a Fidelity or a Vanguard fund called something like the Intermediate Term Bond Index, something like that? I think so. I think so, too. I'm going to guess. I think that a target date fund is probably unnecessary for you. I know that it sort of feels like, oh, you know what? I can just like outsource this to someone else. Exactly. Right? Okay. But all that you're doing is you're basically saying, I'm going to outsource this so they're going to put money in index fund, which is fine, but there's usually a little cost for that. And target date funds are notoriously difficult to discern from one another. So here's what I mean. You might say to me, okay, I'm 36. So therefore, what I'd like to do is put my money in a a 2050 retirement plan because I'll probably retire when I'm 65, 70 years old, whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. what you might find is if you click through that target date fund, you might find, holy smokes, that's way riskier than I'm comfortable with. Because a lot of the target date funds, this is what we found out after the financial crisis, tend to be investing not to that date of 2020, 35, 40, 50, 55, but they're presuming that you get to that date and then need the money to last for 30 more years, which would argue on paper to be much riskier than perhaps something that you might feel comfortable with. So what I'm going to suggest is going back to the drawing board. I know I'm going to make you work on this one. I'm sorry about that. But what I would do is I would go through and look at that nice little maybe what they call it is a risk assessment or whatever, the an asset allocation mm-hmm. calculator. I would go through that and I would see what it comes up with. And maybe, okay. it, maybe it comes up with, hey, you should be 70% stocks and 30% bonds. Then just use the stock index and the bond index and call it a day. And then you can take that, maybe uh, that that same exact questionnaire and maybe look at it in a year two years, whatever. But like usually would only change dramatically if something in your life changed, not if the markets change, but if something in your life changed. Hey, I just inherited five million dollars. My risk parameters might be different today. So Mm -hmm. I think that that would probably serve you quite well. And if you'd like, um, you can feel free to grab a screenshot of the available funds that you have and shoot it to us as an email. And Mark and I'll look it over. And um, we can get back to you and tell you which of those index funds is maybe the cheapest fund to to own, because some of them do have extra costs. So we just would prefer to make sure you have the, the cheapest available option to you. That would be great. You are doing fine job. No worries. I think that you don't need a target date fund. I think that you're going to do it. You're going to make your own Susan date fund. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's it for today. I hope you have a great Tuesday and I hope that you, like us, are enjoying a week off because this is a perfect week to take off. But it doesn't mean we're actually giving you a break from the feed. You'll know that every day, the whole week, probably for the whole summer, there will be something in your feed from us. So it's Jill on Money. And if you have a question, just hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter there. And of course, as always, we can always get your notes from the website, just hit the contact button or send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to lift somebody up today. Don't forget our mantra, grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.